save the queen. Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen and we're getting a little bit political this week as Donald Trump is arriving to visit the Queen next week. I am your host Anne Gripper. Uh, I'm joined on the phone by our Royal Editor Russell Myers who is out and about this week taking advantage of half term to go and do some exploring and bits and pieces as he builds up some exciting royal stories for you. Hello Russell. Hello, how are you doing? And we're joined for, I think, his second episode of Pod Save the Queen. Those of you who've been listening with us for a very long time may remember Jason Beattie, who is our head of politics and came on, I think it was about February last year. It was, it was certainly when it was cold to talk about uh, William and Kate and, and kind of the politics of, of royal visits and things. So welcome back, Jason. It's an honour, Anne. And um, I know last week we talked about uh, football on the on the podcast and uh, looking ahead at Prince William being at Wembley and he was celebrating as Aston Villa went up the magnificent scenes on Monday and I think Jason may have been celebrating similarly as his team also went up Slightly at the weekend. Slightly croaky voice from cheering Charlton on in our fantastic victory over Sunderland. So congratulations, Jason! A lot to celebrate. And th- those, if you haven't seen those pictures of Prince William, he he seemed very normal in that moment I thought like you know he was living the he was living the tension he was living the excitement I mean it's slightly confusing that he supports Aston Villa who are a team from Birmingham but you know there we go stranger things have happened also supported by David Cameron bizarrely for reasons I don't understand oh odd okay and and the sport theme continues a little bit um both today and tomorrow so there's been a um today being Wednesday as we record this you'll be listening to us on Thursday need to remember that um the garden party at uh, Buckingham Palace today. Some of the cricket captains for the World Cup, they've been there. The weather has not been amazing. It looks pretty grey. Um, the Queen is looking delightful in candy pink with a lovely clear umbrella with matching pink trim. Classy as as ever. Um, Harry is there with her, so she's got some company. And he will be at the um, opening game of the Cricket World Cup tomorrow, I think, Russell. Yes, I'm just laughing about candy pink. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's the new one for me. Okay, That's good. going Which... down in my, in my fashion Bible. Excellent. And will be pleased. Don't you have a shirt uh, that colour, Russell? <laughs> I've just got over teal, Jason, so now, <laughs> now I've learned, learned candy pink. Uh, yes, and uh, Duke Sussex is opening the um, Cricket World Cup tomorrow, and I will be there, and hopefully... I will get to see some of the game afterwards, which I'm very much looking forward to. It's the opening of the of the Cricket World Cup, which is taking part uh, part in the at the Oval Stadium in South London. Um, the game, the first game is going to feature England versus South Africa, and England, I think, definitely tipped as one of the front runners for the tournament. So, um, so yeah, it should be should be quite. Uh, I think it lasts for quite a few weeks, actually. The, the Cricket World Cup. There's there's several, there's quite a few teams in it uh, and as we and all know every cricket match takes quite a long time and these I mean these ones only take a day so they're relatively quick but um, it does take a little while to get through them all um, so I've got a little quiz question for you oh yeah go ahead you and Jason fastest finger first or we may have to you may have to have a think and come back to it later in the episode so the uh, the uh, the royal family twitter account kind of t- proudly tweeted the tournament will feature the world's top 10 teams nine of whom are from the commonwealth Australia, Bangladesh, England, India, New Zealand, Pakistan, South Africa, Sri Lanka and the West Indies. So, you know, cricket is very much a game of the Commonwealth. But can either of you name the 10th team 
who is not a member of the Commonwealth. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Oh, well done. Bravo. <laughs> Very good. Well, that was a tie, I think. Joking. Yeah, it's a tie. 100%. I have to, I have to try harder to uh, to catch you two out next well, time. Well, I only know because they're... Well, because we, I think we've played them before uh, and Ireland have played them. And also, um, they England played them in their warm-up game. So there's been a lot of cricket being played recently. So I'm trying to get into the spirit of things. I'm actually quite looking forward to it. It's pretty... Pretty good. So, so yeah, Harry's going to meet the um, the obviously the captains. Uh, who he, he met all the team captains today at the garden party, um, but he's going to obviously meet the England and South Africa captains tomorrow, um, and also a load of cricketing youngsters. Um, he's going to meet a load of kids who are between sort of eight, eight and twelve, so um, sort of junior junior school kids. Um, and it says so who have been selected as the anthem children from the cricket. World Cup Youth Engagement Programme. So, obviously, we've seen uh, Harry does loads of stuff with young people and sport. These are two of his great loves that he gets heavily involved in. So, um, I imagine it will be no uh, no different tomorrow. I think a lot of the kids are going to be flag bearers as well. A lot of the older kids are some other children sort of in their late teens early 20s so um yes it should be pretty pretty good day out hopefully the weather will improve because as you said it's been very gray and rainy uh at the garden party today even though the queen did look um look rather splendid in her candy pink (laughs) she did she looked lovely um one thing uh to to kind of say is that uh the laws of cricket somewhat complicated to explain i mean great game i love it and uh, but if you know if you just kind of turn up and watch and it's very wondering what on earth is going on um which probably a lot of people looking at our current political situation in the uk would be similarly perplexed by um i mean politics has been unusual here for the last few years we're in a, a new phase of unusual which donald trump will be arriving into um jason could you summarize what on earth is going on here at the moment for those for those who are less familiar with the uk political stage <laughs> well he's walking into the middle of a tory leadership race so Theresa may has said she's going to step down on um and pave way for a new leader the other candidates for boris johnson dominic Raab, i think we're up to 10 maybe 11 by probably now. a cricket team's worth they i should are, think actually we are up to a cricket's team yeah uh they're already kind of out the blocks some more names still to come in the next couple of days uh, and obviously what's interesting here is they will be maybe looking for the Trump endorsement. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Now, it depends on who you're trying to appeal to. It's pretty likely, because he's done this before, when Trump came over last summer, he then singled out Boris Johnson for praise, slightly embarrassing for Theresa May, um, and you'd expect him to do it again. They're quite similar in characters. A lot of the way Boris Johnson operates is Scott the you can see echoes of how Trump operates as well. Maverick. Yes, but Maverick, um, playing to the crowd, larger on life characters, not particularly wedded to the truth, more about how you feel, uh, playing to the base, some kind of like dirty tactics as well. And so maybe Boris would like this kind of blessing from, you know, Pope Don. Or, but, you know, it's, if you're not a fan of a Conservative Party, uh, self-included and you're not a fan of, of you know of Boris Johnson you could see this is a kind of you know the endorsement you don't want as well because it only is fair to say that Donald Trump is probably I mean he's the most divisive president of America in my lifetime I was born in 1980 so I've I've had the Reagan years the both Bushes Clinton and Obama which has all been you know it's all seemed fairly rosy during those periods whereas now it's 
there's a um you know america there's divide a division of opinion and probably similarly internationally russia probably big fans uk i mean theresa may is is interesting her time as prime minister is almost bookended and in some ways i mean it's obviously going to be defined by brexit but it's also been quite tied to her relationship with trump somehow because she went running off to the white house as soon as she could after she became prime minister those famous pictures of her holding his hand at the white house and then last last year hosting a visit which didn't end up being the state visit although it was kind of thought that he did want the state visit as soon as possible and now pretty much one of her last duties as prime minister is going to be partly host i mean it's it's obviously the queen's visit this time but it's also theresa may's visit still as well yes and and as you say you know one of the first things theresa may did she kind of you know she she kind of beat the rest of the world leaders to get to white house first dangled this bauble of a state visit in front of donald trump and and now it's finally going to take place. Now they have a slightly awkward relationship. It's, it always to me feels a bit like kind of Hugh Hefner meeting Julie Andrews, where they kind of, <laughs> kind of look at each other. And I kind of get this feeling that you know Donald would be nice to Theresa because he's on the way out, so he's got nothing to lose. So he'll be kind of you know going, oh, I like get on very well to Theresa May. You know she's a a, a a fantastic woman. In, I think actually in private the conversations are, are quite difficult and stilted. They have very little in common. Very different personalities. Very different backgrounds. So, I mean, you know, that would be part of a formality, but he'd be much rather kind of messing with the kind of, you know, the, the Boris Johnson of this world. Um, so, Russell, how much is this a, a kind of a state royal visit and how much is it a political visit? What's going to be well, going on? Yeah, I think quite quite a lot of it will, will involve members of the royal family. Certainly, um, uh, Trump and Melania will arrive on Monday. They fly into Stansted Airport um, sometime in the morning. Then their first port of call is to meet uh, the Queen at Buckingham Palace. Um, one of the first um, things they'll be doing is they will be given a tour of the Royal Collection. So there'll be an exhibition tour at, um, at Buckingham Palace where I imagine they'll see such artefacts like the, the Declaration of Independence, um, of which uh, we have a copy. I think there was a, another copy. I don't know whether it would be the same one, but um, during a visit to Sussex when um, uh, Meghan and Harry were there for the first time uh, as a couple, as a married couple, she got shown one of the declarations as well. So there'll be uh, uh, another. There'll be a state uh, banquet in on the Monday morning, which obviously the Queen. Um, Charles uh, and the Cambridges will attend as well. Monday night, um, presumably, not Monday that, morning. Sorry, Monday, Monday. That'll be Monday evening. And that's when we um, get hopefully to see tiaras and glamorous dresses and all that, that good stuff be, that we know uh, that you love. That will be as much pomp and ceremony as you can imagine. So you'll be able to feast your eyes on all of the sort of photos and videos that come out of that. I think, and and it's you know everybody's waiting to see how Trump actually reacts. I mean, there were the the infamous photos or video of him walking in front of the Queen when he was last at Windsor. So undoubtedly all eyes will be on him to see how he deals with this sort of um this level of um of scrutiny that that will undoubtedly be on him on the tuesday it's more of a, a political theme um i don't think that we'll see um much i'm just looking at some of the, the notes actually it, he's going to meet the prime minister uh well the current prime minister theresa may they'll have a breakfast meeting uh, the duke of york will actually um visit him at um, St. James's Palace and there'll be certain members of the UK and US sort of business 
leadership uh, teams from both countries. Uh, then they'll then they'll visit the number ten. Um, and then there'll be a, a dinner at, with the American ambassador, and us, um, Charles and Camilla will also attend the, that dinner with the U.S. ambassador on the Tuesday. Then on the Wednesday, uh, the, the Queen will be back with um, Charles and Trump, and there'll be D-Day anniversary celebrations in Portsmouth, which is down on the south coast of England, which is obviously going to be quite a big affair as well, because um, you know it may be sort of the last um, time we see a lot of the, the D-Day veterans as well. Yeah, no, very important um, commemorations there. Um, in terms of in terms of the state visit, I mean, a state visit that is full pomp and pageantry usually, and you know they get out the gold carriages and the horses and the soldiers and all of that. Are we having all of that this time? Um, we're having some of it, yeah. I, I mean, these things are quite actually. It's quite rare for an American president to have a state visit. There haven't been that. Bill many. Clinton never got one. I was just Bill looking. Bill Clinton get one. Yeah, there's, Obama, only, been, Obama there's Obama only been there's only been three, hasn't there? Well, this will be the third. Yeah, Obama, Obama got Obama one. And Bush. George Bush got one, and so you know some quite big American names. Never, you know, Reagan, for example, didn't get this honor. Uh, now this is all playing to Trump's ego. This is exactly what he wants. You know, he for him the pageantry, the kind of you know the old England sort of thing, the, the, is exactly what he likes, and, and this is why it's being laid on. You know, you cannot escape. You know, this is a mixture of, 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 of you know of the royals and of Parliament coming together, and that's how they operate. And state visits are usually lined up, they're laid out, the carpet is rolled out because there's an ulterior motive. It's not just about, you know, kind of trying to forge or strengthen existing ties. It's trying to get an extra bit of deal out of it as well. So they often tied up with, let's say, kind of major kind of arms deals that, that's happened in the past. I mean, you go back to Nikolai Ceausescu, the uh, famous Romanian dictator. We were trying to sell 200 million pounds worth of planes to Romania at the time. That's why they happen. So this is not unusual. And the big question here, of course, is Brexit. We want a trade deal with the United States. The ambassador, Woody Johnson, the American ambassador to London, he's already started talking about, you know, this is part of what they're going to be talking about when, when Trump comes over. So how has the invitation come from the Queen or has a t- Theresa May and her people been kind of leaning on the Queen as much as you can lean on a, a lady of 93 who the, is the monarch? The invitation is initiated politically and then presented to the Queen. And it's unusual. I haven't come across or ever heard of a time when she said no. And she's seen, you know, welcomed some pretty unpleasant characters in, over the years. I mentioned Charles Kesko. You know, we had Robert Mugabe. We've had Jing Jiaping of China. You know, it, it's not unusual to have, you know, kind of, uh, all the Saudis royal families they've I think four state visits for the Saudis you know they've all been over despite their appalling human rights record so you mm. know she, she does her bit I mean you know whether she should put up more of a fight and say I disagree with this is you know that's a question from the palace and I mean it, it's interesting you know hearing hearing those kind of names who go down as kind of you know <laughs> thoroughly unsavory and you know war war criminals potentially some of them and and um you know some of them some of them probably before my time but i you know i can remember the end of of ceausescu's regime you know kind of the the bloody end which didn't didn't end well for him and in in what everything that came out about how the country had been and you know blue peter bringing by sales to help the orphans and this and this kind of stuff but this time with Donald Trump visiting, I mean, it, maybe we're just in a more heightened political age and everyone's a bit more shouty, but 
there has been a lot of protest and there's quite a lot of politicians have said I'm sorry I'm not going for dinner with the Queen I'm yep. not going to the state banquet yeah so Vince Cable was refusing to go as soon as he announced it when Jeremy Corbyn said he wasn't going and the SNPs joined in as well so, it's so th- these are the leaders of the non all of the parties that aren't conservative essentially yes and we're talking about uh, you know several hundred thousand people expecting on the streets of London to demonstrate as well and the mayor of London I think has also said that he's not going to yeah, take part yeah and as well I mean um Donald Trump has been particularly rude about Sadiq Khan on, on Twitter and, and has pointedly mentioned his kind of, uh, that Sadiq is a Muslim. And, you know, you can just see the kind of undertones of racism there. Uh, and, and I can see why Sadiq wouldn't necessarily want to turn up. Do you think the reaction to this state visit is going to change how state visits can happen in future and if someone you know if if there was a proposal to invite i don't know saudi arabia or someone else who is controversial that people that actually in future would it, become more it vocal doesn't seem to have had any impact over the years i mean when when you know the chinese premier came over there were large demonstrations then and they actually they screened them off by using buses so they kind of you know they couldn't actually the Chinese from couldn't see them so there's you know there's a history of demonstrating around state visits so that's not unusual uh it just as you said right at the beginning Trump is a particularly divisive character so this one will probably have more edge to it but you know uh, I think he's kind of for him it's all about the ego it's you know I am I am he'll care about the color of a carpet he walks down not necessarily for shouting and the size of a demonstration and i mean the, the those pictures last year were were fairly stark you know there, there was the debate about was he or wasn't he late to meet the queen well, she was pictured kind of waiting in the sunshine um you know elder elderly lady in during the heat wave and she was kind of pictured checking her watch which was unusual but apparently apparently according to the you know the official schedule of when everything was meant to be happening it was kind of pretty much bang on time even if donald trump later said he was 15 minutes early so who knows what was going on there but then he did definitely walk in front of her as they're kind of inspecting the troops and you had this i think somebody put it to like the comedy benny benny hill music probably as she kind of looks and then walks walks out around him to to get to see her troops how much does that you know protocol and and ranking matter is it is it is she kind of the one who should get take precedence because she is the world's longest reigning monarch is it because she is an elderly lady is it because she is the host like does any of that does that actually matter to in the real world of politics do you think oh i mean that, that's a interesting question in terms of you know she, she's had you know given she's done over 112 state visits at her time on the phone you know she's had experience of dealing with awkward characters you know there is a, a, a story i'm not sure it's apocryphal or not that when Chesco came over she at one point she hid behind a bush in the back room palace garden <laughs> to try to avoid speaking to him i mean she had shared a coach journey with him earlier but she found him particularly difficult to deal with um so you know she she kind of takes, I, I suspect she takes these things in her stride, but, you know, it's a duty she does like any other duty, whether it's, you know, kind of cutting a ribbon or kind of, you know, launching a ship or whatever she does nowadays for a living. Um, so, I mean, she can cope with these things, I imagine, but it's more about the optics. It looks bad from Trump's point of view if he's trying to steal the attention from somebody who knows protocol better than many else in the world. Um, I had a little look at the Buckingham Palace website before I um, before I came in here to find out what happens on a normal state visit. So on a normal state visit, they, the visitors are greeted with a ceremonial welcome, which usually takes place on Horse Guards Parade. And then they inspect a guard of honour. 
um, travel back to the palace in a carriage procession escorted by a large number of mounted soldiers from the household cavalry, which is kind of the pomp and, pomp and circumstance we were talking about, and there are gun salutes fired from Green Park and the Tower of London. Russell, do you know if that is due to happen next week? Yeah, certainly they are going to be doing the carriage procession. I don't know if they've uh, finalised the details of it yet, but the ceremonial welcome will will be happening, and I imagine imagine the gun salutes um, as well. I mean, this, as we've said before, this will be the full the full shebang. It will be the full set of pomp and pageantry to to uh, pander to to Trump's ego. Just on the point that you were just discussing with Jason, I think you know undoubtedly we we, I'm fully expecting to see some of these sort of embarrassing moments because Trump ne- won't necessarily know the protocol and, and hopefully that um, you know, he, he will let uh, the Queen or the senior royals take the lead with it because I do think if, it, um, if he tries to overshadow them in, in, in any point, it will just look particularly bad for him. However, um, whether, whether he actually cares um, uh, how he appears, uh, he just seems to be in his own world half the time. Certainly, that was what was happening in Windsor. So, um, I, I think we'll we'll see, um, you know, an awful lot of intricacies and and details um, when you know when he's in these certain um, you know different instances with members of the royal family. Um, so we we talked a little bit earlier about the state banquet. So traditionally, there's a state banquet, the grand formal occasion. So you know everybody looking very dapper. Um, the Queen makes a speech and proposes a toast to the visiting head of state, who replies and in turn proposes a toast to Her Majesty. So the speech writers, the toast writers, they'll be having to um, have it have a job there and probably hope that. Uh, the president stays on script, which I would imagine he doesn't. He probably likes to ad lib quite a lot, trying to keep him on message. Might be slightly tricky. Do you think, Jason? Um, yes, quite possibly. <laughs> uh, I mean, these things are, are, are pretty well choreographed. I mean, you know, Trump doesn't drink, and I'm not sure the Queen is known for necking it back that much. So it's going to be quite a staid occasion anyway. They won't be doing <laughs> shots. Yeah, I mean, the guest list is always quite interesting because they they try to invite not just the, the politicians those who are willing to turn up, but, you know, kind of celebrities, film stars, sports stars, uh, you know, the Archbishop of Canterbury, I think he's not a sports star, but, you know, that sort of... So you get those from both sides of the Atlantic as well. So there'll be, it'll be interesting to see who is willing to, to turn up for a Trump state visit and who isn't. And there'd been some suggestion, Russell, that, uh, you know, uh, that it would be normal for Meghan Markle to go, given that um, she's you know, American, um, albeit that she is on maternity leave. So... I mean, but it's understood that she's not. We're not. No, we're not I, expecting I, I, her to go, are we? I, no, we're not at all. I think she's she's on. It's a, a you know a, a convenient uh, truth that she's on maternity leave. I think she she most probably, um, almost certainly, sorry, w- would have gone uh, to the to the state banquet or indeed one of the lunches. Um, and um, well, because obviously the Cambridges are going to the state banquet, so th- so therefore I think Meghan would have gone. Um, you know, she's she's been very vocal about Trump in the past. I think she's called him a, a misogynist. She's not been uh, too flattering about him, and um, so there's definitely no love lost there. Uh, but you know, it would it, it, another politician and another era. It would have been great sort of to to have that unifying force of of an American national in in the royal family and an, an American president coming. But unfortunately, with Trump, I don't think there's um there's any uh, reason for her for her to be there from, from her point of view. So we'll have to wait a little bit longer to see her in a tiara because we didn't see her in a tiara on the state 
the state dinner on her tour either. So a little bit longer for those of us that are excited by all the diamonds and the bling. I can see how excited Jason's looking by it right now. Um, <laughs> and you can't even see my face. I, you can, uh, you can, I know I, you're, you're Googling Candy Pink, can't you, to find, make sure you've got a shirt <laughs> for next week. It's this year's Pantone colour, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing that normally happens, the visitor will meet the British Prime Minister, government ministers and leaders of the main political parties. So... The political leaders have said they're not going to the state banquet. Are they intending to have political meetings or is that a kind of a, a work in progress? Well, as far as we know, there's none scheduled at the moment. Now, I mean, also remember there was, there was this row that when the Speaker of the Commons, John Burko, said that he would not allow Trump to address both houses of Parliament, which caused some controversy as well. Which, of course, Barack Obama did do when he was here. Yes, and... Um, uh, there's, there's kind of two levels of this. There's two different rooms in, in Parliament where, where speakers come along. One is the Royal Gallery, which is in the House of Lords, where Angela Merkel, for instance, gave a speech and George Bush, uh, George W. Bush gave a speech. Uh, Obama got top billing, which is Westminster Hall, which is a much bigger building. And that's where people like Nelson Mandela and Obama get. So, you know... The, the real the, box office. Yes. It, the, 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 the proper kind of, you know, the, the, the well-factor politicians get the big room. But Trump not only didn't even get the little room, he didn't get any room at all. So that's kind of, you know, one snub already recorded. Um, and, and, that's, and that's not changing this time. But as far as we know, there's no plans for him to turn up in Parliament. So, so he's kind of, so there's a, maybe a bit more culture, cultural visits and the D-Day commemoration stuff on the, on the schedule for him instead. I didn't know he was a great art lover as well. So I'm going to be interested to see the pictures of his face as he's shown my royal collection. That should be interesting. He likes pictures of himself. <laughs> I'm not sure they've got any. Well, I guess they'll be adding some of those to the royal collection very soon. But, mm-hmm. I mean, is is um, I was looking up the um, you know when I was looking up the, the state visits, President Obama visited the UK. You know, visited the UK a lot. There was only there was one state visit which was very early in his presidency. It was 2011, so it's a long time. That was three years in. Yeah, three so years in. Sorry, it was, yeah. it was during his it was during his first term. But it's um, they have a very they they have forged a friendship the Obamas with the Cambridges and with um with Prince Harry certainly I'm not sure whether whether Meghan's met them met them yet kind of in through that relationship but they seem to have an an ongoing relationship in terms of you know working on common causes which is I guess is what you hope that that relationship can be yeah I mean there's obviously you get some kind of a better rapport with some American presidents and others. So, you know, Thatcher famously got on very well with Ronald Reagan. There was a picture of them dancing together at a state occasion in the United States. Um, so that worked well. You know, Blair and Clinton gelled. That was obvious. Obama and Cameron seemed to have quite a good relationship, despite them coming from different sides of the, of the political divide. So you, got, you, you, you would see this, what was unusual to, was to see it in a royal family, because, you, you, you know, royal family is supposed to be above politics. They're not meant to show their, their, kind of end, their leanings either way. But So it, it is interesting that you're going to do get this generational divide between the, the, the younger royals and, and, and Trump, who comes from a, you know, a, what feels like a different era, if not a kind of a different planet. And then you've got, you know, this kind of... What, you could imagine there's a political divide between, you know, obviously Meghan's kind of democratic leanings and, you know, this kind of rather nasty Republican bigot, to put it politely. <laughs> say, say what you really think, Jason. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the, the meeting... Did you, Russell, you said that there's a... Is there a lunch with Prince Charles? Is that right? 
Yeah, there will be. I think this is going to be on this on the Tuesday. Uh, there'll be a lunch with Prince Charles, which is a private affair. See, that's where um, I'd like to be a fly on the wall because Prince Charles is probably, you know, he's not afraid to state his views on things. I mean, he's very environmental, which is the opposite of Donald Trump. Well, Trump. Oh, it's going to be absolutely yeah. fascinating. It's, it's actually, a, it's, um, he's meeting uh, Charles and Camilla for tea at Clarence House. That'll probably be a high tea before um, the, the state banquet on Monday. So it's actually on Monday that he'll be, he'll be meeting them. Um, I mean, it, you know, it's absolutely fascinating that uh, that, 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 that will be the, 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 the most private moment of the whole state visit, I think, because obviously Charles is very, very outspoken on things like climate change. Just last week he was speaking to a host of business leaders in the UK about the real... Um, issue with climate change and how we need to act accordingly as a, a you know as a global force uh, and, and and the fact that that's exactly the antithesis of what Trump has been um, doing throughout his presidency so so whether I, I mean you you wouldn't be able to um to, to, to script it what will happen in that room I'm sure oh yes that's that's the one I'm I'm looking at but are you are you going to get to go to the state banquet or any of these other exciting events I am going to be at the exhibition, so when he, uh, Trump is being shown around the Royal Collection by the Queen, and I will be at the state banquet as well. I don't think I'll be sitting down are to you, supper. Are you so, waiting, uh, Russell? Or you just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm moonlighting. I've got two jobs <laughs> these days. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll probably... Uh, I think we can get a, sh- a show around on, you know, so, so we can identify who's sitting where, which will be absolutely fascinating because, again, it will be my first time going to something like that. So, uh, And then we will be able, because obviously it's, um, it's recorded and the, the, the speeches are, certainly, so we'll be able to, um, to witness the, the speeches as they happen as well. So have you got to get dressed up in your dicky bow? I think so, actually. Yeah, I'll have to check the... Uh, the, um, the dress the, code. The dress code, yeah. Oh, pictures on the Instagram, please. Yeah. Absolutely. I will, I'll have to get it out the dry... Put it in and get it out the dry cleaners just in time. Cool. Yeah, Wear well, a candy pink bow tie. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> or, some, some, or some special braces or something. <laughs> be, uh, be very charming. So, yeah, no, um, if you don't already follow us on Instagram, we are at Podsafe. Thank you to everybody who is and liking the various pictures we've been a bit quiet this week because there's not been so many visits going on but we'll we will get back on there and there should be some plenty of bling there next week won't there russell you'll be on on the case i will be indeed i'm going to be giving you it all on the instagram stories so stay tuned and some of the old cricket world cup tomorrow as well um yeah what, definitely what else is is going on that we've got to look forward to next week anything else i mean i guess it's all it's all donald trump and then we'll be we'll probably be uh, in fact, next week's episode, we uh, Amber and I are going to be speaking to uh, an author about the Queen's fashion, discussing candy pink, teal and many other colours because she has written a book called The Rainbow Queen. So we'll be uh, talking about that. So if you have uh, questions or comments about the Queen's fashion or, or anything related to the Royals fashion in general, actually, because we'll probably expand the discussion, then um, email me, podsavethequeen at trinitymirror.com or leave a comment on the Instagrams and I'll find it there. Um, and I will try and put those um, those to our illustrious visitor. And then I'm sure before too long, uh, I'll be catching up with Russell about how the state visit went. Yeah, there's some there's some other good things. I mean, it's it's, it's obviously it's half term holidays here, so normally the royal family do sort of 
take it easy for that for that these sorts of periods. So it's been a fairly quiet one. There's been lots of preparations um, taking place behind the scenes for Trump's visit. Uh, there will be another couple of major D-Day events as well, of course, um, during the week. We've got Harry, who will be uh, doing something in London with the Chelsea pensioners. Uh, William is doing something during the middle of the week that is uh, so far yet unannounced, so stay tuned. I'll be unannounced able to tell you about or it secret? Uh, I'm not sure, so I'm not. So I'm gonna, you know uh, what it you know what it is, but we we don't know I yet. I know what it is, but I don't know whether I will be in the tower if I uh, if I reveal the nature. Tease. But I will as soon as I can. I will. And the bit there's another massive D-Day celebrations or uh, commemorations rather in uh, Normandy on Thursday, and Prince Charles uh, will, will be um, taking centre stage with with that one. Um, and and also obviously there's um, check out some of the pictures. What, what, we should put them on the um, Instagram from the garden party today because Eugenie and Beatrice were there as well today. Yes. Oh, well, Princess Eugenie is looking at her dress today is very lovely. And Beatrice has got another cracker as well. She's definitely into the tears. There's a bit of uh, floral, uh, floral action going on there. They look very good. Jason is looking just as delighted as ever about fashion. So we'll, we'll stick to the politics with Jason. It's, <laughs> it's fine. Straight over my head. Yeah. Russell, for, you are not the least fashion person on the podcast this week. Yeah, don't get don't get involved, Jace. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> it really is. Um, Russell, have a fabulous time at the at the cricket tomorrow. I don't. I guess I'm guessing Harry won't really get a chance to get involved. I don't. I wonder whether his polo his polo skills would uh, transfer over to hitting another ball with a stick by with the cricket but uh, he was because he was off playing last weekend I think wasn't he for the um... he was he was doing the polo but sometimes you know when he's on the spot he doesn't he doesn't fancy getting involved I remember when we were in Dublin and he was Megan was trying to get him to pick up a hurling stick and he wouldn't do it so maybe because he has a newfound father full of the joys of spring he might even uh, get involved with some of the cricket although I've seen today he's been he's been ribbing one of the Aussie cricket captain Aaron Flint telling him is that he's uh, he's too old to be playing cricket because he's 32 and I think he's been in the team since he was a, a very, very young man. So, so, so we may see the best of Harry tomorrow. So again, I'll be uploading some of the stuff to the Instagram page. Well, have a great have a great time there, and um, good luck with. I'm sure it will be a busy week covering um, covering the state visit. Um, Jason, thank you very much for joining us once it's again. Been a pleasure. It really has, and you, you'll be able to go home and talk with that all exciting colours and I, fashion. I'm going and straight all of it. to look up the colour of Eugenie's dress. And <laughs> Russell, Russell and I are far better informed now about the uh, about the political situation, as hopefully our, our listeners. I hope you found that interesting. Um, if you if you did and would like to know more about how kind of like the royal and the political mesh together, even though the royal family are strictly not political in theory um then do then do look up the um the previous episode of the podcast that um that i did with jason a while back because it was it was really fascinating and i learned a, a huge amount i mean to be honest i've forgotten about it a lot of it so i need to go back and listen to it again in one ear and out the other so that we can uh, relive it all again next week but thank you for joining us as ever um to our listeners and we'll be back very soon but until next time Pod save the queen 